Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Peter, joined this week as always by Tom and Donnie. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not bad. How are you doing, Donnie? I'm very well, thank you. Right, we will go first to our own league for the top three. There is a new leader as Donnie's dropped to second place. Up to number three is Milvino, so he is making his name won a cup before. He's kicked at the top few at 87 points this week. What a good score. Second is Donny yourself, 54. And up to one is E6 Hammers as number one. So we will go to our own scores and rank this week. So I'm slowest down, so I will go first. One sports up. Right, so 64 points for me this week. That's again, that's two weeks in the trot. The lesser spotted Peter outscores Donnie and Tom in the FFS. <laughs> I'll take it. That's good for the rank. Uh, Roos and goal for one. Captain Tav, 12. Skills, minus four. Taylor, one. Atkinson, four points. Did not expect that because I don't even bench at the start of the game. Boyle, seven. Spittle, two. Jota, two. Vice-captain, Tony Goals. Kolak, 26. Shank on 12. Mioski, one. And none on the bench. So, pretty much called you could maybe make a, you could maybe say Captain Tar could have been changed but pretty much called it defence for Captain Vice Captain Vice Captain sorry and that's me up to 2-2-4 two, two, in the league so what about yourself Tom? Um, so I'm uh, 89th in the big league yeah, I got 57 points this week in goals I had Roos for 1 uh, backline was Solheim for 2 Captain Tav 12 Scales for a minus 4 Mayo 2 and Taylor 1 in midfield, I had a younger for 10, got a 2, Mackay 3, and up front, vice-captain Cholak got me 26, and Furuhashi 2. Okay, Donnie, save yourself. Yeah, probably my worst game week so far. Um, made no transfers, so I had three some goals for 1, captain Tav for 12, Taylor for 1, Devlin for 6, Scales for minus 4, Boyle for 7, Ayunga, uh, Tim Skelper for 10, uh, Jota for two, Kolak for 16, Miofsky for one, and put vice captaincy on Furuhashi, which was my big mistake of the game week, and he returned two. So 54 points for the week, 5 3 9 total, down nine places to 12th. So a poor one for me. Ski bit, Tom. He's not much to celebrate this season. That's what he's been next weekend. So I'll go through the results first, then we'll go over to Tom to see what he's cleaned for this week. So game week seven, we had Johnson 0, Ross County 0, Rangers 2, Dundee United 1, Lonnie Sin contained their good form 1 0, Kilmarnock, Hibs 3, Aberdeen 1, 
St Mirren 2 Celtic 0 on the Sunday and then Motherwell 0 Hearts 3 so Hearts finally got their finger out as well so what have you took from that Tom what have you got for us? Well uh, we've got the Hibs-Aberdeen game where it was 3-1 Hibs uh, Boyles on penalties he scored the first the penalty was won by Porteous uh, the other two goals were scored by Josh Campbell and assisted by uh, Chris Cadden and Cook Haravich uh, yeah. goal from Aberdeen came from the Duke uh, assist from Coulson and obviously Scales got a red card um, Josh Campbell was top for shots on target in this game with three um, Newell and Ellie Ewan uh, who's a nice cheap forward they both had two shots on target um, and Cadden got four key passes as did Newell as well Newell's usually always in the stats but doesn't always get the returns, um, but Cadden was rewarded with an assist in this game. Uh, this is uh, one of two games where Hibs have managed to score more than one goal. The other one was the 2-2 versus Rangers, so they're not usually goals are plenty. so we'll see what happens with Hibs going forward now that Boyle's starting to settle back in again. Um, in terms of Aberdeen, uh, Miofsky, another blank for him, which is a bit of a concern. He did miss a big chance in this game. Uh, Duke started and got a goal. He's now joint seventh highest scoring striker at 4.6 million. So he might be the the new uh, hot favourite for the cheap cheap striker position, but we'll see how things go. They've got Kilmarnock next, so they should get a result there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Peter, anything to add on that one? Uh, First of all, uh, have you ready to go on the boil train yet? You keep on saying you need to see more. You still need to see Uh, more. Aye, because I went with Mackay and he's rotten, so I'm going to have to go with Boyle. I don't really have much <laughs> uh, other choice, really. I don't really know what he make ups because like me and Tony were discussing before he came on, they keep on playing against 10 men or 9 men, so they'll get the results, but I don't know what they're like if they played a full-strength team for 90 minutes. I suppose that's yeah. not really their fault, the way the situation's fall, so Boyle's the one I've got. We've also got a double game week coming up, so I think that's a decent shout for that week as well. Uh, Aberdeen... I don't know, this can be fell, they fell apart when they lost their man and, and uh, struggled to recover from it. So, still got three Aberdeen players. The offseason is going to be streaky, I think. I don't know, maybe time to jump, have to wait and see. I tell players, keep skills if you've got them for next week, use them as a bench trip, extra player, special double game week, so you can use that to your advantage in case some of the players can surprise you with double returns in two games. But apart from that, not, not much that. Boil penalty takers, nice and juicy, but. Mm-hmm. Donny, your thoughts? Already an answer to both losing at the weekend. Uh, I think I've got one more wish, wish left. Um, Duke, yeah, I think Mielski's gone off the boil. He scored in his last couple of games. He looks lively, um, but they do have Kilmarnock up next, so I think I will hold on Mielski. Uh, I think Kibbs, after the goal, did settle into a good um, way of playing and did create some chances. By the looks of it, they were probably denied a penalty for handball. It wasn't given, but moving on to the penalty that was given, it's a tough one because it looks like a foul when you see it in real time. So I think the referees just guessed it. Um, and you know, well, it's been talked about enough over the weekend. We definitely got it wrong and Porteous has um, played them there. So <laughs> The dark caps. Yeah, scales, we all had scales. We all got a minus four. So I guess a lot of it will have had a minus four, but in hindsight, I'd have maybe just put him on the bench because I do have Boyle, so I probably was expecting Hibs to, to get some uh, points there. But luckily, Boyle softened the blow with the, with the penalty. I went on him a couple of weeks ago now. I think 
Hibs are ticking. I think he is up to speed now. And with the double game week, you can just hold him in place. Um, and, I, and I think you'll get your points back soon enough. Campbell took both goals pretty well. Um, anyone who was on him um, got some good points returns there. Um, apart from that, yeah, Scales put them on the bench or maybe cash in and, and get a defender who's playing twice in the next two weeks. But apart from that, no, I don't know. I don't think I'll get anyone else from Hibs. They, they are a bit patchy in Aberdeen. I'm just going to hold, hold my Aberdeen players. Yep. Um, next up, we've got uh, Livingston 1, Kilmarnock 0. Uh, it was Montano that scored for Livingston with an assist from Sean Kelly. Um, for Kilmarnock... Um, I'm not really interested in any other players at the minute. Um, not really producing anything um, either end of the pitch. Uh, looking at Livingston again, there's probably not a wealth of options at, at Livy, um, but Montano at 3.6 million, um, I think, is a great option. He's now the third highest scoring midfielder in the game with 42 points. He did gleam 25 points in the last two game weeks, so um, yeah, it has been recent form. They've got St Mirren, Ross County and St Johnston the next three, so a nice fixture run. They do face Rangers and Selig back-to-back, so you'll maybe have to bench them for those. Um, Livingston also on three clean sheets, which is one more than Aberdeen. Uh, Sean Kelly and Obelai are doing quite well for points. Uh, Sean Kelly's had two assists as well as the three clean sheets, so um, interesting option there. Donny, interested in Montano? Uh, probably not. Um, I think you've got better better options in, the, in that position. But one point of note in this game was that Hemmings was back in goal for Kermarnock. So anyone who's on the, the Sam Walker save machine uh, needs to come off of that now and find a, an alternative. The game itself, it was probably end-to-end action, but the final third was pretty poor. I mean, the, the goal itself was, again, poor defending. I know uh, Taylor's suspended for this game, but it was almost a free header. I think Livingston are the more lively team and they're starting to pick up wins now, which makes them dangerous um, to the teams around them. I say we can week out that you can pretty much rely on Livy uh, defensively. Um, I've got Devlin, so I was rewarded there. They're just the kind of team you can put a defender, probably put them in the bench and you'll get returns, maybe three out of seven games, which is not too bad um, for a team of that nature. Kilmarek, they just look out of their depth now. They can't score and they lose easy goals. So there's there's nothing there that you would want to get on. And they don't even have a keep, cheap keeper now for, for save points. So just totally back off them. Yep. Peter, anything to add? Yeah, not much to add that. It's well covered. Kilmarnock, I would... <laughs> McInnes must want to get to January really quick and try and improve that score because they're sinking. Uh, they're lucky on United in the league room right now. But Donny said about uh, Livingston's probably bang on. I'll probably bring a Livingston defender in at some point and just have him sit on the bench. They do look well organised. They look a lot better team this year than they were last year. I really kind of sprung action later in the season. So they're probably a good chance of finishing third, fourth, fifth again this year with overall. So again, I would recommend getting a defender in, cheap, playable, use a bench trick, and then if fixture dependent, you can maybe play more somewhere else. But nothing else to add to that. Yeah. Um, next fixture, we've got St Johnston nil, Ross County nil. Bit of a boring game, this one. Both teams only managed a single shot on target. Uh, St. Johnston managed five goals in the last two games, so I really wanted to see them do well again so we can perhaps jump on some cheap attackers. Um, Stevie May hit the woodwork in this game, so there could have been a goal there. Um, 
Olakpe. Yeah, he did the same for, for county, so I probably wouldn't go near any county players. Um, we've said it on quite a few pods in the past. Um, there's nothing really there. They're not really scoring any goals. They're not keeping clean sheets, and there's no consistent players. Peter, you think of any St Johnston players? Not St Johnston players, but maybe a Ross County defender for the double up next week. But that's again by using the the bench trick, and hopefully they do score another defender and they could come on. But uh, I watched. I don't know why I listened to myself. But I watched extended highlights. I must have been really bored at the weekend of this game. <laughs> and there was some nice passing play. The, the teams were trying. They just didn't have. They lacked quality in the final third. They were definitely going at it. There were some nice passes of play. I'd still like your Ross County wingers, but I think we mentioned before, there's just really no point when you've got so much other depth of talent to pick from in this game. There's nobody up front I want. St. Johnson do look better than they have been. They still need to be shown more than, for example, we discussed Livingston for letting me move into that position, so it's not yet. And again, yeah, I'm going to get discussed. I don't need to start on it later, but Ross County defenders probably the one that I'm looking at for double game week because as we get to it, we'll discuss later. The other alternatives, not really that. Keen for me, you know. No, Donnie, can I tempt you with any St Johnston or Ross County players? Well, this is a game that had nil nil all over it, so much so that I had Andy Considine as one of my expert picks this week. So if you took that advice, you'd have got your your points back. So I was quite happy with that. Exactly what Peter said. Both sides had chances, but the quality in the final third was just non-existent. So Johnston have had two clean sheets in a row now, but I don't think we're going to move off of that too soon. Um, they've got Celtic um, jammed in between Dundee United and Livingston uh, Ross County have a double week which I'm going to talk about um, later on so I'll not mention too much more about them Yep uh, Next fixture <laughs> Next fixture up we've got Rangers 2 Dundee United 1 uh, it was Cholak with a brace, assist came from Tav and Barisic for Dundee United it was Liam Smith with an, an assist from McGrath um, and it was a start for Charlie McCann in the, the Rangers team he didn't make much of an impact uh, Al McGregor was back in goal for this game as well however they never managed to keep the clean sheet um, Cholak seems to be the, the safe pick up front still um, which is good because he's scoring goals um, Dundee United are starting to look a little bit better but there's probably not much of a talisman in the squad Um and probably want to see a bit more from them as well. Um, that's probably about it for that one. Uh, Donny? Yes, um, after some horrendous fixtures, um, I'm sure Rangers fans would have wanted to crush Dundee United, but I suppose you just have to be glad with the win uh, at the end of the day. Not the rotation that I would have expected. Um, I was saying to Peter before we came on, that it would have been a fine opportunity to play Yilmaz Davis, but uh, Van Bronckhorst chose some of the younger guys. Kent, um, Mr. Grace chance in the first half, but he just looks out of form. Um, not really getting the luck at the moment. Both Rangers goals were good. Um, both full-backs um, getting the assist. Tav with a cross with the first one. Barisic with the second one. I think I think the way it might work out for Rangers is that in the league they'll play uh, Kolak and in Europe they'll play Morelos. So I think that's just the way that uh, Van Bronckhorst is going to set up. So you probably could leave in um, Cholak uh, for the league games and I think that's just the way it's panning out and I think for Europe it's a better system as well so um, I'd be happy with that the way my team's set up Dundee United possibly could have had a penalty didn't really 
show too much of it on sports scene, but it's one of those ones that. But one, Donnie, because I watched that. What one you talking about? Yeah, um, the guy gets fouled in the edge of the box. I can't remember who it is. He's just not, he's making a run. I think Barnes maybe. Not Tony what one is it now? Because he just he oh, died. Could have been Tony what one. The other one was it Tillman? Yes, it was nah, Tillman. It's, it's not a penalty. You see up. You see yeah. it. Nah, it's just kind of it's kind of flicked. That penalties we've conceded recently. I know, I know. <laughs> this is me being unbiased because I wanted the penalty, obviously, but he got the the ball. It's, it was it was it yeah. really extremely soft. There was. Yeah, I don't I don't watch the, the the review at the end. I just fast forward after that. But and first view did look um, dodgy. Uh, Dundee United um, they got back into the game, which I think for for Rangers and the fans it created a nervous finish. But um, you know there was half chances. We just couldn't kill off the game. United's effort would have been pleasing, but you know they're going to need a new manager before the next game comes around, just to kind of get them set up better. I noticed Fletcher wasn't even in the squad. Don't know that's a message that's getting sent out. But for Rangers, they'll be glad to get into the international break, and the fact that it's now only two points at the top of the table um, is is good for them. Um, you asked me. Yesterday, I think it was about um, King um, in centre defence. I think that's maybe to do with Sands being suspended. He's maybe just going to give him game time, which when you think of like a Davies and Suter and you know, centre backs that we do have, probably puts them and puts King ahead of them in the pecking order. So just watch for that one. It might be a cheap route into the Rangers' defence. Um, but Tavernier and Colax, probably your, your two must-haves. Lawrence is not far off. I think Van Bronckhorst said he won't be ready for the Hearts game, but with St Mirren and Motherwell after that, you hopefully get him back in the squad and push us on for the, the next sort of sprint to the World Cup. But it's a good three points. Um, Performance-wise, probably not so much, but I'll take it after some hammerings in Europe. And home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my thoughts, Tom, yeah. Hey. Dungeon United yep. do, look, do look better. I'm interested to see who they appoint during an Arsenal break and we've got a better idea of their identity going forward and obviously their squad. Donny mentioned Fletcher dropped, so we'll see how that kind of pans out going forward. I was driving the caravan for this game, so I just took a total punt on Tavernier when we start. I know it was risky, a, a slight niggle, but as Donny said, it's one more game for a national break. I'm sure he could cope one game and just hope that Kolak started and it worked out fine. That's the two I want to keep. I'm not really interested in a third right now because I want to wait for Lawrence to come back and he'd probably slide back in. I think we all mentioned that's the three go for unless like Kent's form improves or they get more clean sheets at the back. But never no, no, much add. I didn't think they just look fantastically brilliant, but the ground out the, the win and I suppose it's better than we did the weekend. So not much to say about that. This is it. Well, speaking of that, um, we've got St. Mirren 2, Celtic 0. Uh, goals came from O'Hara and the younger. And it was Strain that assisted O'Hara's goal. Uh, in this game, no player got more than a single shot on target, um, and those that held on to a younger did quite well there. I was I was thankful for the the bench trick this game week. Um, so, like the starting eleven, there was quite a few changes there. Um, Ralston was on in place of Juranovic, who was rested for this game. Welsh was on for uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers, who is injured. Uh, Turnbull and Moy were on for Hitati and O'Reilly, so big changes there. And obviously, Yota started the game on the bench as well. Um, not really much to say about Selig, to be honest. Um, for St Mirren, that's now four clean sheets. Uh, Ryan Strain is now the third highest scoring defender in the game, um, as well as the four clean sheets. He's had two assists 
and four bonus points this season. Um, I'm kind of eyeing him up as a possible skills replacement. Um, they do have Livingston next, but then Rangers in game week nine. But a nice run after that of Kilmarnock, Dundee United, Hibs and Ross County. So I think that could be interesting. Peter, what do you reckon? St Mirren? Yeah, they're falling in the bracket. I think with Livingston, if they keep this up, that's four clean sheets. They, they could be dodged in the cheap defender trick and use that. I mean, I did not see that result coming, but I knew after the first goal, he just knew it wasn't going to be Celtic State. Can he go from one extreme to the next, say we're brilliant, say we're poor? It's just one of the days. I don't know if maybe players bought into the hype. What I would say is I don't think he may make that mistake again. So I think you probably see stronger teams going forward. I don't want to see Welsh and Ralston in that back four anytime soon. Give me nightmares. <laughs> uh, too much change. I know you can say, you could look at it and probably say, still think you could change eight players and still win the game. But I think sometimes it's one or two players is fine. When you change six players, it's, it's too much. Don't even discuss this four. It's a number on it for the minute, for the get-go. Their tactics were well thought out. They were, their, their endeavour was 100%. So, as we've got to see these things happen, they're definitely on my... Watch list at the back. Maybe not so. I youngest been there from the start. See, we'll discuss him. But then there's again, there's options emerging. You can go to like Boyle, for example. But at the back, it falls in that bracket a long way. At Livingston, that you could maybe have one defender. You could one each of these teams and use your money elsewhere, and just play them fixture dependent. I suppose. And that's it. Yeah, Donny. Yep. So for the first time in my recording, this is uh, the first time I get to chat about a Celtic defeat. Is it um, really? So- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apart from the Scottish Cup semi-final, but that doesn't count. Are you so. squeezed that in? That was meant to be on the podcast. <laughs> here's, here's hoping there's more to come. <laughs> it was a poor result for Celtic, but it was a worse result for Celtic retail department because they'll no shift a lot of that third kit now. That was an absolute <laughs> stinker. How did they play that against St. Mirren? Black shorts against black shorts? Dodgy grey against contracting level ice to put so many teams a season, I think that's the... That was not the fixture. Should have changed at half-time. Um, <laughs> great great goal from O'Hara great goal for Younger. I didn't see anything dodgy in either goals that um, Celtic could complain about but that nah, was a total spirited performance from St Mirren something that we never did so fair play to them Celtic were just not the races as soon as you go 2-0 down that's it's hard to come back and they almost went 3-0 down but yeah St Mirren fourth in the league now um, and as Motherwell and United showed last season if you can get into the top six and stay there then you know points on the board count for a lot had game week seven gone ahead in its original format and this would have been game week eight I would have dropped Ayunga and obviously fixture fixture was not one where I saw him doing any damage he got 10 points so probably saved a, a bad game week being a terrible game week for me for Celtic, it's just a bad day at the office. You get them. They'll be disappointed that they're only two points ahead because they really could have put their foot down. Um, five five points is a lot. Um, so international break now. Again, you've just got to be careful here because Celtic have a lot of um, Japanese and Australian players. They'll be, be travelling, potential injuries there. So just keep a watch out for that when the game's swung back around that they've all returned fit and healthy. Um, but for me... It's a hold on Taylor, Jota, Kyogo. Um, I don't see any reason to give up on those. Uh, although Kyogo, being the price he is, is, is the only one that will really free up money for me. But I'll make a decision on that when it comes. St Mirren, I'll keep it younger. 
and as, as you've said, defensively they might they might be worth a look there as well. So um, I'll keep an eye on that one. But no, happy happy for me. Nobody saw it coming. So when it came, brilliant. I'll take it. All right. This week we thought Tom the Jones again from the league managed to get hundred one points this week because of that. Ed Strain, no. Strain, Tavernier, Kingsley, Kelly, and Barisic, and he's back five. I'm assuming it's a bench trick because there's three players, two players of bench didn't play. A younger and Kolak vice captain in Shanghai. So you got 101 points this game, week. So you wow. pull, out, pull out the bag. When Rangers, when Rangers conceded the goal, so they could beat and he still got 101 points. That is <laughs> that's an impressive shooting because I don't know what happened. It certainly is. Wow. Um, our last fixture then, it was Motherwell nil, Hearts 3. Um, we got a goal from Shankland and a brace from Forrest. Shankland assisted one of the goals, uh, as did Atkinson. Um, I thought the scoreline was a bit of a surprise given the, the numbers behind the game. Um, Motherwell had 25 total shots against Hearts 10. Um, five on target for Motherwell, six on target for Hearts. Possession was fairly even. Um, big chances, four for Motherwell, three for Hearts. And uh, Motherwell hit the woodwork three times. Uh, that was Matt Penny, Blair Spittle and Paul McGinn. Um, I think Hearts did well to keep the clean sheet in this game. Van Veen, obviously the talisman for Motherwell. Uh, he had two big chances in this game. Um, Walt missed a big chance as well. Um, for Hearts, Alan Forrest was the standout, obviously. He had four shots on target and came away with a brace. Um, he's now even on total points with Barry Mackay, so that's something to consider there. Uh, however, prior to this game, Forrest has only scored one goal and had zero assists, so it could just be a, a one-week wonder. Um, but perhaps something to keep an eye on. Um, I'm starting to rethink, hold on to Miofsky at the minute. Shanklin could be an option, but Aberdeen do have Kilmarnock next game week, so I'm probably not going to jump off him just yet. Donny, your thoughts on this fixture? Yeah, so Shanklin's amongst the points again. So for those that stuck with him, well done. And you got your points back. Like you say, he is one to watch, but on the same note, Hearts don't have Europe. You know, they were able to play him. Um, without fear of having um, a midweek game the game after. So it'd be interesting to see if that's the same come the Rangers game because they'll have Europe again the, the following week. Um, Forrest, yeah, he was the, the man of the weekend. I think he was the top point scorer and he certainly can make a difference. He he might benefit from the, the run in Europe. I think Mackay um, will probably get the starts and he'd come on as a sub, um, which means in the league he'd probably get more game time. Um, so he's certainly would slide into most midfields quite easily at his price point. I thought Motherwell were pretty poor and they didn't take their chances and ultimately suffered it um, as a result. They do have a double game week up next, but one of those is against Celtic. So we'll probably stay clear of them um, as far as that's concerned. Um, I don't have any Hearts assets and I'd like to keep it that way for the Rangers game. But if Shankland continues to... Um, get the points, and then I might I might be forced um, to bring in him. But um, it was a good result for Hearts. I know they've had some dodgy games recently, but no, it was a good result for them. They played quite well. Yep, Peter. Is that Hearts' first clean sheet of the season as well? Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. so. Uh, zombie teams rejoice. I've got Gordon in the back. <laughs> uh, yeah, 3-0, but as Tom said, they did finally get a finger out this season and went for it, but they're still lucky to keep a clean sheet. It's gone with a couple of right good saves to keep them in it. Motherwell might now be over that wee manager's bounce now and starting to kind of 
gravitate back to the norm. So it's interesting when they do it over the national break, other managers could be getting replaced in there. And I know you mentioned Solheim a couple weeks ago, Johnny, but I think we mentioned other good options to this podcast alone. You're going to mention a couple more, I'm sure. So it may be time to move off him and move on to the Unleashing Defender or Sublime Defender. Or yeah. all three if you're feeling really punny. Apart from that, not much. Uh, do we get early team news next week? Is that the early kickoff? Hearts Rangers, or is that yeah, Sunday? Rangers Hearts is the is the early game on uh, so Saturday. So that's Shankland the only game you see. Well, no, if he's playing or not, that's kind of my thinking. I've got two Hearts players on my team. I don't want two of them anymore. I want one this week. So depending on if, who plays, other one probably get sold. Let me see the team news. Yeah. Um, top ten then. Um, Donny was right. Uh, Forrest is number one, 17 points this week. He's obviously a midfielder. Cholak with 16 points up front for Rangers. Josh Campbell, uh, the Hibs midfielder, got 16. Sean Kelly, um, Livingston defender with 12, as did the St. Mirren defender, Strain. Um, Montano, uh, Livingston midfielder, got 12. Shanklin, 12. O'Hara, um, who is a midfielder, got 11. A younger St. Mirren again, 10 points midfield. And Liam Gordon, nine, um, the St. Johnston defender, uh, which gives us totals of no goalkeepers this week, three defenders, five midfielders and two forwards, and season totals of uh, four goalkeepers, 21 defenders, 33 mids and 12 forwards. The forwards, it all seems to be the kind of same faces, the Cholak, Shanklin, Kyogo, Van Veen, all those guys. Um Midfield is a bit more variation there. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Any thoughts on that one, guys? Kind of going the way I thought midfield-wise. I didn't expect it to be so kind of... The goalkeepers after Gordon last year, but there's, not, there's been quite a lot of a lack of clean sheets, so I was disciplined a lot. The strikers one, I think you're right, it's getting skewed by it. It's just maybe the same four or five players. So we've mentioned them all before. If you can navigate, when they're up beyond them, the right fixtures, you should probably get in right good returns and rotating at the right time. Like just following fixtures runs Mioski to Van Veen and back. Shankland, the ones maybe Europe's finished, and Kolak's kind of a hold. So, yeah, just... It's, it's kind of, it is what I expect. I'm not really much surprised there, apart from maybe the goalkeeping aspect. Yeah, Donny? Yeah, I tend to agree that if a defender gets a clean sheet, they tend to pick up bonus points as well. Um, so that's, you can win You can win quite big at the back if you if you call it right, but it's so difficult to, to look at a fixture and say that that's a, a walking clean sheet. Midfield, you know, Jota didn't play this week and you know, he probably would have hauled in, in most weeks, so we missed out there. Rangers don't have a consistent midfielder. Um, so again, it's just to try and find the right ones at the right time. And up front, we all talk about the same same forwards each week. So, um, no, that was interesting. Good. Right, Donny, over to you if you're diving into double game week coming up. Yes. So we've got a differential this week. There's a couple of back-to-back and double game weeks, so I'll probably do the same um, next week. So we'll try and identify a player that's currently low in ownership and possibly overlooked. It's a recommendation only. Um, my Sam Walker shout, obviously, the way the game's panned out, um, we weren't able to, to cash in on him. So this week, um, he plays, as I say, in the double game week. He's 3.1% owned. That puts him in the top 100 player owned beside Josh Nelly and Dylan Reed. He's played all seven games and averaged 95.4 minutes and sits on 32 points. He's got one goal, no assists and two clean sheets. That gives him an average of 4.6 points per game. He has also picked up five bonus points. So the differential this week from Ross County, we already touched on, is defender Alex Iacoviti. Okay, so if we look at the stats in a bit more detail... With them playing twice, and Motherwell being the other team that played twice, um, they've got Celtic. So, to Ross County, you've got Hibs and Motherwell. So, both games, they do have clean sheet opportunities. He's 2.6 million, so he could be a good replacement for Scales if you want to come off him, cash in, move down to Yakaviti um, and hold them. They do have good fixtures following the double game week, so it's not like you're just going to bring them in and then punt them out again. They, they do have some uh, quite good fixtures. And he also is a goal-scoring threat. He's scored in the league and in the cup against Celtic this season. So he can bring attacking returns there. It is a punt, you know, as we've just mentioned. The defence is a hard one to call. Um, So you might just bring him in, put him on your bench and and hope he does better than some other um, players that are around him. But this week's differential, Ross County defender, Alex Iacoviti, 2.6 million. Peter, thoughts on that one? He's the exact player who I've got pencils to come in this transfer yeah. window. That's the one that stands out. He's nailed. An easy one. He's nailed. He's dangerous. I've seen him against my own team twice, so that's why it's fresh in my memory that I know he can do it <laughs> against the so-called bare defences, so he's there. Yeah. 
There's more chance of him keeping a clean sheet in the two games than there is Motherwell. And my only, my only kind of counteract would have been, I don't know other player I thought maybe would be worth it when it been Kevin Van Dien up front, because obviously he's yeah. dangerous, but that's the only one. Again, the bench trick is what I'll be using them for, bringing them in, hopefully keeps one or two clean sheets, and then it, if any could have a two-point in the next game, that's still more than your average defender would have got, so that's the way I'm leaning. Obviously, a national break, thought food for 40 come, but that is probably, I'd agree 100%, that's my pick. Yeah. Tom? Yeah, um, if you look at the double game week teams of Kilmarnock, we're not going to touch them. Um, Motherwell, as Peter mentioned, they are starting to regress a little bit. And as you said, Selic's one of the games. So you think Selic are going to bounce back? It's more like a single game week, really. Yeah. Um, St. Johnston, not well known for keeping clean sheets and both their games are away. So Ross County, two nice home games. Hibbs obviously struggling against full teams. Um, and Motherwell obviously starting to regress a little bit as well. So um, they've kept a clean sheet away against St. Johnston, as we said, scored five goals in the last two games. So um, I think that's a decent show, aye? Yeah, so they play ahead get on that myself. And then they've got Livingston, Dundee United. So you know, four four games out of the next three where they could get easily two clean sheets there. Um, it's it's not a, not a bad shout, so... I think a lot of them are at home as well. Three out of four are at home. So you, you would get good value. I'm just looking at my team. And I think well, I've got Saul home in there at the moment. It could just be an easy switch, mm-hmm. like for like, um, and maybe hope to hope to cash in there. So we'll see how it goes. So yeah, that's that's the one for the double game week, if you fancy it, guys. Right. Excellent. We'll get on that. We'll get to transfers and captain plans later on. Right, just a reminder also, it was the Recon Challenge Cup, Cup quarterfinal first leg at the weekend there, so there's only four games left, so I'll quickly run through them. John Easton, 68, uh, he's got a 40 point over our very own Donny, 54, Lee Lee Cammy, 67, Fit John, 61, Melino, 87, looks kind of out of sight against Blues Attack, 49, but ginger things can happen, and Hoofball Pod, Hugh and Tom are drawing 57 points each, so I would say they're still Double game week, next game week. All chips can be used, so there's stuff in there. We'll have to wait and see. Again, I'll, uh, I'll be updating that for the next game week. So we will go to our questions first. We'll start to kind of finish up. So we'll get to this week. I'll load them up on the Twitter box. Mm, didn't work. Right, here we go. First up is from Tommy at tforest 55 Best Motherwell and donated assets and thoughts on when to wildcard. Now, <laughs> we just discussed the rule, isn't it? Because that's what we were kind of going about. Thoughts that we'll do the assets first. I just think it would be basically Kevin Van Veen's the one for me. He's a standard talisman. Solheim's good. I've got Spittle on my team right now, but that's only because I brought him in as a cheap midfielder. He'll stay this week, just on the off chance. But there's nobody really stands out for me apart from Kevin Van Veen. I don't know what your thoughts on that is first when we go to the wildcard plan. So, Donny, mother well done, United assets. Yeah, so when I hear Motherwell, I only ever think of Van Veen. Um, I, I've talked a lot of him uh, on previous podcasts. Um, I don't think there's much in midfield. Um, Spittle has had a good season, um, and Solholm have mentioned before. So th- those are the, the sort of main ones. Kelly as a, a goalkeeping option. Um, he's a decent keeper, but he's three point two million. So for me, he's overpriced. Dundee United, there's absolutely nothing um, that shouts out as, as far as they're concerned. The bottom of the league, two points. But since he's asked the question, I think Ericsson and goals. 
Um, 2.3 million, that could be a shout. McGrath midfield, he's got a good pedigree in the game, he's just yet to show it. So those would be my, my Motherwell Dundee United shouts. No, neither of them are great options, but he's asked a question, so hopefully I've helped. Yeah, for a couple of Tom, what I'd say, we've mentioned already, they could potentially have new managers come the next game yeah. week. So it's just, I like to say this, we'll say wait and see, but it is wait and see who they appoint first, and then players might become available or good assets you maybe not thought of before. Tom, any other assets from the teams to add, or you can agree with what the names mentioned? Um, I would say Spittle, but I think Spittle's a better option than um, maybe what we've said in the past. Um, he's on 32 points, which is um, the same as a younger, and we've, we've showered him with plenty of praise. So I, I think he could be a decent option, Spittle. Uh, 3.6 million as well. So if you wanted to make the switch from a younger, then he would free up a little bit of funds as well for you to use. Okay. And he said uh, Dundee that. United. Oh, sorry, on you go. Uh, Dundee United probably wouldn't be touching them with a large pull. So, um, <laughs> and then in terms of wildcard, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm interested to hear what you guys say. Sorry, wildcard. Okay. On you go. Sorry. No, Sorry. I was just going to say, a wild card, you've got two and you can use them whenever you like. So there's none of this post-split nonsense where we've all got the same team for the last five games. For me, if you need to make probably four or more changes, um, then I would go for it because the way the price changes in the game, it'll be a lot harder um, further down the line. Some of the dates that I would be looking out for is um, also you've got an international break to now if you need to freshen up. Game week 16 is the last game before the World Cup, so you might refresh when the World Cup's on um, and try and come out the other side um, with a healthy team. And then game week 22-23 is when the January transfer window closes. So again, there might be an opportunity there to, to play both your, your wild cards. All I would say is on the flip side of that, you've got a couple of back-to-back double game weeks. And I often feel they soften uh, a minus four. So I've got two free transfers. I could make three changes for a minus four. And hopefully with a double game week, you make that minus four back plus, you know, anything else on top of that. So, I mean, my team's good enough. I don't need to push the panic button yet. But if you've got some major issues and you've just made some errors, don't be afraid to play it. Well, I'm sure there'll be a lot of folk have played already. So that'll be my advice. Yep. Mine is it's kind of team dependent. I mean, we can't really give... It's how your team looks, as Tony mentioned. If you've got three or four fires you need to put it out, then yeah, I think it's quite right to pull the trigger. International break, so always seems to be a popular one. People kind of, kind of think about with their team. I think the World Cup is one to keep an eye on because it depends how players go. Now, I'm only talking from a Celtic point of view. There's three Japanese players probably going to be the World Cup, potentially an Australian player. I don't expect them to go deep in the World Cup, but I do expect them to have time off when they come back. Or slow in to get back in the squad, so that could be a chance. Also, over a double game week to fit back in, so you could be ultra aggressive and wait to double game weeks sorted, and you could attack your double game week, try to get the best players available for the from the fixtures. And there's also this game, you do get two or three chances at the end of it, at the back of it, sorry. So you could set up your team for the, the best possible double game week you've got, and again, you know, two transfers away back to another you kind of team you really want to get to. So that's the sort of yeah. that's sort of kind of thing about. Uh, second question is from Melvino on Is it worth investing in Celtic defence given the current injuries and rotation risks? And if so, who's most nailed struggle first year? I don't think you should come off it because of one game. 
Taylor's the one I think Vogue Taylor, is that right? Fraser Taylor? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's, he's the most nailed right now. I don't think Rada's done himself any favours with that performance weekend, so I would assume it just makes your image a bit more nailed when he comes back. Vickers is injured, Starfelt's injured. I believe Vickers to pull out the national squad. I don't know how far away Starfelt is, Tom, you might be like, in light me later on. But the most nailed probably apart from it would be Joe Hart then. And if they're all fit, I think now you've seen, I don't know what you, you think, Tom, I think Jens looked a bit dodgy at the back. A couple of his goals have came through his fault. I think it just makes, once, once they're both fit, it makes Starfelt and Vickers more nailed as a partnership. Again, you need to keep an eye on the injuries. You've got two weeks for the next game now, so we'll, we'll have updates near the time. So, in my preference, a nailness, it would be Naylor, eh, Naylor, 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 Taylor, Vickers, Juranovic, because I don't know why I go on a goalkeeper, but you could go down that route. What about yourself, Tom? Yeah, I'd agree with those. Juranovic is probably going to go away and play with Croatia, so I think the idea was give him a break against St Mirren. Um, so, he's a bit fresher coming back, so um, I don't think there's anything to worry about there. Greg Taylor's probably the, the favourite just now. Um, Carter Vickers I do like him but um, he's not offered a lot in front of goal particularly in comparison to like Starfelt and Jens uh, and he is quite expensive as well so but he he, he is an option there too um, we kind of need to see a bit more um, from Jens um, going forward if he's going to keep his place and we need to see if Starfelt's going to come back anytime soon but Jens could be a decent cheap option there as well um, in terms of coming off them i Probably disagree with that. They're top for clean sheets so far this season with five. Um, it's just one of these ones. It was a, as Donny said, it was a bad day at the office, and I fully expect them to come back after the national break and probably um, get back into the swing of things. Hey, Donny, Celtic defence thoughts? Yes, yeah, so I've said the same as you. The only certainties at the moment are Taylor and Hart. Um, I guess the problem a lot of folk will be having is they've maybe gone Vickers, they've moved to Jens, um, they've tried Juranovic and then he's missed. So they probably just feel um, annoyed that they're missing out on on those minutes. Um, but he's certainly not going to come off anybody um, unless they're truly injured. Um, but Taylor for me is a hold. We've probably all got Jota, um, who you're going to hold on to there. For me... No, the fixtures do shout defence, but we've thought that about this weekend, so you're never too sure. I think there's probably better value elsewhere. A badass maybe going to get more game time. Kyogo, O'Reilly, guys like that, um, probably better um, returns than sort of trying to juggle in defence. But it's probably it's just annoying. We've got a break now, so as we've said in the previous section, just wait for wait for team news, wait for press conferences once everyone's back from their travels. Um, and see how things are from there. But um, I certainly wouldn't look to be making any knee-jerk changes mm-hmm. just because of the one bad result. Right, OK, so we're going to the fixtures. So this is double game week coming up. So we have, obviously, two weeks away. We'll cover this again probably next weekend, next podcast. We've got Hearts Rangers. That's the only like, kickoff you'll get. So that's the only teams you'll be able to kind of plan around. St Mirren, Livingston, Ross County, Hibs, Dungeon St Johnson, Celtic, Motherwell, Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, and then on Tuesday we've got double game week for Ross County, Motherwell. And since podcast started, it is Kilmarnock St Johnson added as well. Don, that's right, it? Kilmarnock yeah. St Johnson, right? So there's four teams playing twice. So upon hearing those fixtures, what is the captain, vice captain, and transfer thoughts, Donny? Uh, captain Tav, um, again, this is it's always a spicy fixture against Hearts, and I think could get returns 
at both ends. Um, I made the mistake this game week not picking Jolak as vice captain, um, and he holds, and that's that's why I've had such a poor week. I might, um, depending on the team use, go for him as my vice captain um, because everything else is going to be a risk. We've talked about Ross County um, targeting them for the double game week. I don't know if I'd be so confident as to put a vice um, on any of their players. I think I'd maybe just rather get the, the points returns. But as we've said in, in the other sections, just watch. We've got a lot of people away in Japan and Australia and other parts of Europe. So just make sure they all come back fit and healthy. Um, I have got two, three transfers. So I'll be looking to make some changes there. Kyogo is the only real way to free up cash, but I just have to wait and see. But I think the, the captain tab is probably the only nailed on one right now. Boom. Transfers, captain, face captain thoughts? Um, I've got two free transfers as well. Um, probably going to get rid of um, Barry Mackay and um, one of the cheapy defenders, not decided yet. Possibly scales. Mail is up to 2.4, so I might try and cash in on him before that drops again. Um, game week. That's right. Four points, oh, off. Mm. Four points off mail. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Um, so, uh, is probably coming in. Um, for Barry Mackay, I'm going to get rid of him and maybe go for a St. Johnston attacker. Dundee United, Kilmarnock, both pretty leaky. So, uh, what I take a wee punt take advantage of the double game week. Thinking possibly um, Graham Carey. He had two yeah. goals in the last two games before that. So you've got to get something to differentiate yourself and move up the ranks. <laughs> I've been I've been uh, hovering around the 70s and 80s. So I need to move somewhere. So that's my Fort plan. St. St. Johnson's away for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to take these chances while you can. Um, for vice-captain, I think if... Uh, Kyogo comes back from international break fit. I'll probably vice captain him at home at Motherwell. Um, captain, say, not too sure. Not too sure. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm not, it's one of the weeks I, I don't know if Tav is the best shout away from home. Yeah. I know, I know he was to fix it, but I'm going to have to wait. And, I'll wait to see how it pans out. That game's uh, got a penalty all over it. 100%. I'll wait to find out who the ref is first before I make my call on captains. Transfer, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it will be Lacavetti, like you both mentioned. I am going to get rid of Atkinson if he's not playing against Rangers. I think that's the best chance to get rid of him. Obviously, that changes if, ha- if Shacklands doesn't play, then I'll, I'll, he'll survive another week. But I think it will be him going for Lacavetti. I will use scales for the bench trick, and that lets me have two bench trick players, and I'll have three players on the bench between Spittle. Mayo and Lacavetti, who will be double game eight players and the two best shooting off the bench, hopefully, and that would be a decent way to attack it. I don't really fancy any vice captain or captain, they'll just be there. Hopefully, they get more than the standard four points. And better than that, so I suppose it's a stats, a bonus. Vice captain, uh, as it stands, it's Owen Jota and captain Tav as it stands, but again, I have to wait and see. Fixture is, I know Tav's still carrying an ox, so hopefully that clears up. Uh, and then the players come back to Celtic fully fit for the Nationals because Jota's not in any squad so he's just having a time he's having a break so he should be revitalised ready to go so and that is kind of it so if you like anything else to add I'll finish up anything else you want to add to the no not for me right so next week we're going to come back and it'll be a FPL chat podcast with that national break 
Tony Lovac because he's flying this week. Uh, <laughs> a wee bit on UCL, so Tom's chose to talk about the UEFA Champions League fantasy podcast. <laughs> right about that, so talk about that. And obviously, we'll cover any bits and bobs that pops up in the Scottish game near the time. Maybe have some injury news, some uh, players back fit, whatever. So we will see more about that next week. So again, thanks for listening. Uh, I'll let you get your plugs in before you go. Donny, plugs? I am at FFS underscore Donny. Tom? And I'm FFS underscore Skill. Yeah, I'm a fantasy half. So once again, thank you for listening. Say goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Goodbye from me. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market